Good morning and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evian. And again, we really appreciate all the support and help that you have given to our podcast as we uh, we go down this road of building an empowered team. What is an empowered team? We are, I guess, starting session and lesson and pillar number four on what it takes to build an empowered team. What is an empowered team? Why building an empowered team is important and what one looks like. We've spent three sessions of six episodes discussing the first three pillars of an empowered team and they are encouragement teams that are encouraging teams that have an appropriate and proper and competitive mindset and we and the third pillar that we just finished our empowered teams have a purpose that is driven by a mission a vision values foundation thing and that it is shared it is a shared purpose amongst uh, team members and the organization. And we're on to the fourth pillar of nine pillars of what it takes to build an empowered team and what that looks like. And the uh, it's an acronym that we're building up, you know, empowered, E-M-P. And now we're on to the O, which is ownership. And this is one that I've been looking forward to discussing and what I one that I really enjoyed researching and talking about. And uh, over the weekend, visiting with some people about this topic of ownership and the topic, actually on Friday, I went out to lunch uh, with a friend of mine, my former boss, and we talked about empowered teams. And we talked about uh, this podcast and what we're doing and why I think it's important and why I'm passionate about it and what I hope to get from it in terms of my own study and own research on what an empowered team is. Um, and how important it is in the software world and what I do uh, for a living and how to build those up. But it's not just software. It's any team you're a part of, any team you are looking to build. Any, uh, it's also about empowered people, empowered teams, um, and how we can build those up. And the O is, again, for ownership. And the, the first thing that comes to my mind now, because I've read this book so much, and many of you that are probably listening to this have also read this book. Um, but it was the first time I really um, went deep into it and um, studied it and read a book many times about it and then discussed this book with our teams, with other leaders, other coaches, and other organizations is the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Jocko is a um, now a famous uh, because of that book and other books. And I, I want to say I have that book around here somewhere. Um but he's a former Navy SEAL. He goes through what it takes to build a, uh, to have extreme ownership as a coach, as a leader, as a team, and gives uh, great examples as he navigates that book. That book is built, you know, maybe it's six chapters, but what he does is he, he discusses it from a business standpoint, gives a military example, mostly built around his time in Iraq. And then um, there's a third component to every chapter that touches on the topic. But the first chapter is Extreme Owner, the title of the book, Extreme Ownership. And the first chapter is Extreme Ownership. And the idea is this, is as leaders, as coaches, as the people navigating towards the compelling vision, towards your results and your outcomes, you have to take absolute ownership, extreme ownership, of everything that goes on with your team as you navigate towards that vision, everything. Um, 
And it's not sitting there. And I did a post the other day on Instagram where we were talking about, hey, if you're going to own all the good and you're going to sit there and take the shine and the credit and the acknowledgement and the win, then you as a leader better also stand there when things don't go well. You better own, like you can't have it both ways we talked about. And you need to own both of those. Now, I would also encourage you to put that shine always on your team. And just kind of take those bullets and take that criticism when it doesn't happen. Your team will know. You can't be that leader that's always out in front taking the shine. And then deflecting the criticism. Um, Even when the shine happens. And the praise comes. And the wins come. It should always be centered and focused on your team. And specific members of your team that went above and beyond. That did more than was required for you to get that win. It should never be about you. It should never be about you. You see these, to put it in an athletic spin, you see these people, the quarterbacks in the NFL, it's all about them. They Like if you don't have a good quarterback, then you are going to lose. And when things go well, you'll see these elite quarterbacks always put the shine on everybody else. They always do. Those elite, high-end, high-character, high-integrity, extreme ownership quarterbacks always put the shine on somebody else. And then when things don't go well, they always put it on themselves. There was a post that I saw on Twitter where it was a quarterback where things were not going well and they are losing and they lost yesterday and they're 0-3 and I didn't watch the press conference after the loss yesterday and they got beat up yesterday. But prior to that, in the past couple of weeks, that quarterback was blaming everybody, everybody, coaches, robotic, you know, no alignment, coach's fault, micromanaging. I feel like a robot, like all this didn't own any of it. And that's, and and I, and I guess I say that's fine. It's not, but you get it right. I, Then there's another quarterback that I think is doing just as poorly. And that quarterback stood up there and said, I've got to be better. If I had just thrown that ball a little bit more to his outside shoulder, he could have caught it in stride. He could have broke that tackle. He could have separated. He could have scored. And that would have changed the whole game. And he put it all on himself about how he's got to be better. And you have to do that as a leader, because even if that team had won, I know that quarterback and I've seen other highlights and press conferences and conversations that quarterback has had. And it's when things go well, he always puts that shine on others. So that's kind of the ownership we're going to talk about here. There's three pillars to this, trying to keep these around 30 minutes for you. Appreciate all the help. And again, support that people are giving us on this. It's been it's been really Great to have some of these conversations I've had recently. But ownership is this. You know, if you're taking notes, you will see these in our Beyond the Podcast program that we have through our website. So if you want the notes and if you want um, the content and you want the outline and you want the blog and you want all this other stuff we're creating, please go to our website and go to Beyond the Podcast and sign up for that. It's it's it, it's a great opportunity to get this uh, content uh, in something that you can re- reference back to without having to listen to it. But extreme ownership means taking responsibility and accountability for all the tasks, the projects, the outcomes, 
the 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 celebration that you want to give to your team, but also taking that, you know, the setbacks, the roadblocks, the challenges that happen. Taking responsibility and accountability for task projects and all the outcomes that happen with your team. Empowered teams, empowered teams encourage that ownership at all levels. Think about that. Empowered teams, if you want an empowered team and you want to be elite and you want to be the best that you could possibly be, those type of teams encourage ownership at all levels. It allows the team members to have a say in in the decisions and the outcomes. It allows them to contribute, to have a say, to understand the outcomes, to own the, the, the navigation of the team. And that all leads to an increased commitment and increased collaboration. So what do you like? All these little things, all these little dials that you as a coach and a leader have that we've talked about up to this point are all big bucket items that have all this uh, have all this, uh, you know, outputs on the other end that could be really small that you don't even know you're doing that help build a championship, an elite, a high performing and empowered team. And I say that this way because I'm looking over my notes here and these two words mean a lot in building an empowered team. And they could be their own pillars and we could have our own conversations and we could talk about what it takes to do these two things in and of them themselves and how we can develop this culture, this environment, this mindset of increased commitment and increased collaboration. Man, if you had teams that had increased commitment, dedication, ownership, and you had teams that also had increased communication, collaboration, and decision-making. What an amazing team you would have. And the focus on, in conversation two, having teams take ownership, that is an output that you can, should, and will. Taking responsibility and accountability for all the tasks, the projects, the outcomes, empowered teams take ownership at all levels, and it allows team members to have a say in the decisions and the outcomes. The first, there's five pillars that I have under here in my research on this and in talking with people. And the first one, in order to build an empowered team that is built around ownership and, and, and an output of that and something you need to acknowledge, coach, lead towards is accountability. Now, accountability... If there were an A in empowered, would it probably have been its own pillar? The accountability, in my experience, of watching elite teams from athletics to the boardroom to the business world, there's always that sense of accountability. It's when each individual feels accountable for their contributions, and it promotes a culture culture of reliability and commitment. We talked about commitment just uh, you know a few minutes ago. 
But that idea of reliability, we've talked about this in other podcasts, and I really like this example. And this was kind of an aha moment for me, and it pieced together a lot of things that were out there for me. And it kind of put it all in a bucket that worked for me. And hopefully this will for you. If you don't have values and and the pillars that your program, company, business line, organization, team stand on, if you don't have that, if you don't know what you stand for, I believe you're in trouble. That's why when I was brought in to help out with an athletic program and we talked about what we're going to be built on, it was very easy for us to say, And I still have this. It's very easy for us to say it's going to be built on work and a winning mindset. It's going to be built on encouragement and it's going to be built on energy. It's going to be built on service and sacrifice and toughness and togetherness. Boom. And then you have those values. You define them. You understand what they mean and how, why they're important, why we have them, what they look like and sound like and feel like as an organization. But then you're accountable to those values. So when I, as a coach or a leader, am off point, you can come at me. But also on the other end, when we don't live up to those values and our commitment and dedication to those values, you're going to be coached. And I remember last year working with a team that had those values and the accountability now becomes easier because the players in this situation understood why they were getting their tail chewed out because it wasn't built on work. You didn't have a winning mindset. You didn't have winning attitude, body language. You weren't sacrificing for the team. You were thinking of yourself. You weren't being tough mentally and you weren't being to get like all of them. I remember one situation in particular where all of those values we're not happening with some of our members. So team team members. So it's easy to hold people accountable. You can't hold people accountable to a process and a system and values if they're not defined. And then once you have that, you promote a culture of reliability. Reliable. Being reliable. And a culture of commitment. So when it comes to Being accountable, here are the three things that are kind of top of mind for me as it relates to being accountable. You got to have a responsibility for the outcomes. We got to have transparency and communication and we need to understand the mutual dependence that we have on one another. Under the pillar and under the bucket of accountability and being having absolute ownership of the team. We have to take the ownership as a group. We have to take the ownership of the outcomes and results of everything, of all these tasks and all these projects. Like we have to take that ownership of those outcomes. We have to have a responsibility for the output. We have to be responsible for the losing. And we also need to be responsible for the obstacles, the setbacks, the roadblocks. But we also need to learn from and take responsibility for the wins. Now, I would say this as a leader. Give that shine, give that 
acknowledgement, give that public contribution to your team when those outcomes are great and when you win. Taking ownership of the outcomes and results of tasks, of projects, of winning, of games, whatever it might be. And then you have to make sure in order to be accountable that there is absolute transparency and communication towards those outcomes and towards the, towards the objectives that the, team, that the team has. But you have to have transparent communication about these three things. I mean, there's probably many things. But you need to have transparent communication about the progress, about the challenges, and about our successes. Every day. Hey, we're going to talk about these things every day. We're going to make sure we're talking about progress. Where are we? What are we doing? What did we win yesterday? What are the challenges, risks, issues, setbacks, roadblocks that are coming our way today, Friday? What is out there a week from now? How can we get ahead of it? We have to have absolute transparency in our communication to have the ownership that we need. And then you've got to make sure without question that you communicate and are very transparent about your successes, your wins. The hardest thing really to do here is you, in terms of ownership, is that idea that each member's contributions, what everybody's doing towards the compelling vision, towards being accountable to those values and towards those outcomes and results. The hardest thing to do is how each members communicate, knowing how to communicate, celebrate, acknowledge, recognize how each member's contributions are interconnected and impact and move us towards those outcomes. That's a hard thing to do. But in order to have that accountability, in order to have a, an empowered team that owns everything at all levels, empowered teams encourage ownership at all levels. And in order to have teams that do that, they are accountable. They are responsible for outcomes. They have transparency within their communication and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And they understand the mutual dependence they have on one another and how everybody's contributions are interconnected towards those collective outcomes and winning that we have. And how, why that's important. You have to understand that, like they say this in football. I, I, I like this from Prime. Colorado lost this past weekend. We've talked a fair amount about Deion Sanders and how he is rebuilt, re-energized changed the University of Colorado, the city of Boulder, the university, the football program, college football in general. Like, man, he's done some things. But what I liked what he said the other day was in the locker room, he was talking to his team about how everybody that is there is, you know, it, it deserves to be there. They've gone through certain things. We've talked about shared suffering and shared sacrifice, but they are aligned. But he was saying that guy next to you is a warrior, is a battler, is a brother, 
like is important, is valued. Like everybody that is here is not a knucklehead. Everybody that is here is valued. They are all moving us towards that vision that we have. And I thought that was kind of impactful. He was like, that guy next to you, you can count on. That guy next to you is going to deliver what we need. And, but the mindset there is that person next to you is accountable to you and what you need. And he, you are accountable to them and what they need. And that we've built an environment that people deliver on their promises and they deliver on those outputs when they're needed, how they need to be. It's the discipline, what you need, when you need it, how it should be done, doing it that way all the time, being aligned, having transparency, being commute, having great communication and understanding the mutual dependence that we have on one another and how your contributions as a lineman versus a quarterback and a wide receiver and a linebacker and a safety and a defensive line, like all of that are separate, but they're all interconnected, moving us towards that outcome the collective outcome we have as an organization, not a football team, but as an organization, how important that is. Teams that have, that are empowered, that have extreme ownership, also have a crazy level of initiative. They're accountable and they are, they have a high level of initiative that taking initiative to to do a few things. They, they, they're always moving the needle. They, they don't sit around and wait. They know what needs to be done and they do it. They see the need, they fill the need. They, uh, they, they see the need and they fill the need. There, I thought there was another thing on, on need needs, on how you fill needs. But they don't ask for permission. Like they roll. Taking initiative to identify though areas for improvement and contributing to new ideas to get us better. Let's take initiative. Let's be accountable to one another on our outcomes and on our values. Let's take initiative on, because I know where we're going. We know where we're going. And I'm gonna, we're not sitting around waiting. Like we know, we know what needs to be done and how it, and we're not waiting. Take the initiative to identify areas that we can get better and contribute to new ideas on how we can make this better, make this and, and get the outcomes that we want. The, 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 the course, the direction uh, that we are trying to go towards this compelling vision could be many different ways. We know that the vision isn't going to change. We've talked about this. The systems and methods and process to get there may change, but that vision isn't going to change. So under initiative, then we'll only be able to get through two of these bullet points of accountability and initiative in terms of building a team that takes complete and absolute ownership at all levels. But under initiative, there's really simple things here. Problem solving, proactive, proactive problem solving, identifying challenges, and actively, actively, not waiting around, taking the initiative, seeking solutions before those accolade.
before they get bigger, before it's a fire, instead of always being in reactionary mode, which many of our organizations do, always putting fires out, always reacting to things. We're never, we never have complete and absolute ownership of the, of the course that we're on. The, all these things come at us and we're never ahead of the game. But we have to be able to identify the challenges and actively seek solutions before those challenges escalate and become things, things greater than a challenge. And the other things under initiative are just taking the initiative for innovation and creativity and the initiative that you have for driving change, getting things better. You have to understand the initiative that your team plays is pivotal in driving change within the team, contributing to growth and improvement and development. We talked about that when we were trying to create a mindset for the M pillar of building an empowered team of mindset that is competitive and a mindset that is driven towards growth and development. But your team needs to have accountability. It needs to have initiative, problem solving, creativity, innovation, driving change. Have your teams take the initiative on those three things. Proactive problem solving. We know that these challenges are coming. We know they're coming at us. We, we've done this before. We're going to be ahead of it. We're going to problem solve before these challenges become firestorms. We're going to drive innovation within our team and encourage team members to really think creatively and suggest new approaches so we can adjust and dial in on the systems and the process and the day-to-day -day tasks, execution towards our compelling vision, which doesn't change that much, if ever. This is our vision. This is who we are. This is what we're building. This is why it's important. And we may have things we surgically do daily towards us, the compelling vision, but the great teams always that are that have extreme ownership are going to take the initiative for innovation of getting better of trying new things of brainstorming of problem solving i'm watching this great tv show on hulu right now called the bear it's about this chef that takes over this highly decorated and acclaimed chef takes over a sandwich shop essentially that his brother owned it's a great great show I won't get into it. I'm sure we'll talk about it in other episodes. But what he was talking about in the episode I was watching over the weekend was this lady that is really good that went there to work for him, made a dish, and it was really good. I forgot the exact, it may bounce into my head, but I forgot the word that he used, but it was, the, it was really, really good. And she wanted it on the menu. And she was being creative. She was taking ownership. Like this whole this whole show that I'm watching is built around how to build an empowered team. Just happens to be in a sandwich shop in Chicago. Taking the initiative to be great, to take ownership of the restaurant, take ownership of the menu. Here's somebody that is just getting started who's really talented, really good, and goes before the, the person in charge, the person that is the most decorated, the person whose opinion means the most, the head coach that is running this, and she makes this dish and he tries it and he says, this is amazing, amazing. And she was like, okay, so is it going to be on the menu tonight? 
And he looks at her and says, it's not ready yet. And she keeps asking. She keeps taking the initiative. She keeps taking ownership. And he gets upset with her and he says, it's not ready yet. Keep, this is what he says. This is what he says without saying it. With what we've been talking about. Keep innovating. It's not ready yet. It is really, really good. It's not to the level, the values, the standard that we play at here and cook at here. Keep innovating. Keep getting better. Keep being creative. Initiatives drives innovation by encouraging team members to think creatively and suggest new approaches. New new dish for the menu. It's awesome. This is really good. It's just not ready yet. Keep innovating. And keep driving change. Individuals who take initiative, they play a pivotal role in driving positive change within the team. Teams that have extreme ownership, that understand their values, compelling, that are accountable to one another, that take initiative, and that can drive change, positive change within the team, contributing towards growth and improvement and development. We've covered a lot of this because even in the mindset portion of our lessons on how to build an empowered team, it was talking about the mindset of just a positive attitude. As simple as that is, driving change, overcoming obstacles, understanding setbacks, seeing things before they are escalated and getting out there in front of them before they escalate so we can problem solve. Listen, that's part one. You want to build an empowered team? Have a team that encourages one another. Have a team that has a competitive mindset, a mindset that is built around being positive, a mindset that is built around growth and development and improvement. Develop a, uh, an empowered team that is built on purpose and vision and values and foundations. And now build an empowered team that is built on ownership that takes accountability of the actions, that is free to give feedback when one is not aligned to those values or doing something off script. That's not how we do things here. We've said that in other podcasts. And an empowered team that takes initiative towards the outcomes, responsible for the outcomes, the proactive problem solving, innovation and creativity, and also driving change towards being great and getting better. All right, listen, I've got received great feedback over the weekend on the podcast, on these lessons, on the things we're doing on Instagram, things we're doing on YouTube. Please go to those places, subscribe, like, share, comment, get engaged with me. If you have different things, if there's, uh, uh, you know, different, uh, different pillars here, different um, words that you use, things I might be missing out on, what ownership means to you, what mindset might mean to you things that we're missing out on please reach out to us we're building so much content on our website so much i encourage you to go to our website it's in the show notes i encourage you to go there and just start poking around go to my linkedin go to my um instagram because there you'll find links to all this content we're giving as much away as we can that's free and i hope you're getting use out of it i hope these podcasts are helping you build an empowered team have a great rest of your week thank you